to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. We've got hot mics. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Peaches. And I'm Czar. Boys, 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 boys. I know that this pandemic has been going on for like a year now, and I know it feels like it's been going on forever. But I mean, does it feel like a year to you guys? Not really. Right? No, it feels a lot longer. <laughs> I mean, what is time? What it? What is time? anymore i don't know like but it's weird uh, i was just gonna say midway through the pandemic like i mean does anybody even know what the date or the day of the week is at that point it doesn't even matter anymore i tell time by the length of my beard (laughs) (laughs) i can't grow a beard oh anyway okay so the reason why i bring that up is because it's weird right that we've been doing the whole coronavirus bullshit for almost a year but we haven't had a full Nintendo Direct in over 500 days. That is until recently. Does that seem weird? Man, I didn't even know what Nintendo Directs were until I started listening to the Game Tea podcast. Oh, yes, yes. Honestly, same. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Nintendo. In fact, Nintendo might be the reason why E3 is dying, right? Because Nintendo started doing these huge like online events with their directs and everyone was like, oh, okay, let's see how that goes. But look how it went. Sony started doing it. Microsoft started doing it. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, they really were trailblazers in that sense. Just making new content that is accessible whenever the hell they feel like it instead of just once a year. And also mm-hmm. trailblazing and killing one of the only good gaming events that happens all year long. Eh. Yeah, but we can't even go to it in person anymore. So what's the point? It was so much fun. Do you, did you not like used to watch it back in the day, like when it was on like G4? Oh, all the time. You know, you, you just you get to spend a day looking yeah, at all the cool Yeah, but where the hell is games. G4? Hey, G4 is coming <laughs> yeah. back, baby. I've, I've seen the ads from Gus Johnson on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, they said they've been coming back for two years. Oh, it's coming. Who years they've been saying they're coming back. Where are they? Dude, the, the ads are coming out from Gus Johnson on Twitter. T- check out his Twitter. He's uh, he's been doing some ads and like he did like a little skit where he was re-signing Kevin Pereira and all these other people to like their old shows. I'm pretty stoked about it, but E3 is dying and Nintendo is the reason. <laughs> Blame Nintendo. <laughs> Look, Nintendo lit the fire to be sure, but everybody else was fanning the flames. We don't get to pick and choose now. OK, so we're in this boat. All right, so like I was saying, it's been over 500 days since we had a full Nintendo Direct. 2020 gave us a lot of the partner showcases that always sucked ass. And And the minis. And the minis, which were okay at best. This is the first time. We got Mario's 35th in a mini. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was probably the most hype one all year. Look, I mean, you can't. Get excited after you hit a home run after you just, you know, whip the ball 20 times. Like, you know, I mean, people are pretty stoked about base uh, about home runs in baseball, as far as I know. All right. So we just got a new Nintendo Direct. Now, what's interesting is just from the conversation the three of us have had so far, we've got mixed feelings about the event. I thought it was pretty good. You know, Peaches, what was the quote you used, Peaches? Give me the quote you used, your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. This Nintendo Direct is a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. A third-rate duelist (laughs) with a fourth-rate deck. That is the biggest burn in anime I've ever heard in my life. And, yeah, and Zara, you were kind of in between on most of it, weren't you? Yeah, it was a lot of the direct was hit and miss for me. A lot of it was cool. A lot of it was like, how the fuck they gonna do that? And then there was some other hype in there for me. 
Yeah, so we've got three varied, like, levels of hype when it comes to this Nintendo Direct. And so today, itinerary, let's just get into it. We're talking about the Nintendo Direct. And also, unrelated, we're talking about a game called Valheim that I literally just heard about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Same. All right, we, we can we can start with Valheim real quick just to get it out of the way because I can tell you're eager to get into the uh, the direct. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Five minutes. Go Valheim. All right. <laughs> oh shit! Valheim you're on the clock. Is Valheim is this fucking sick Viking game? It's got elements of Rust. It's got elements of Minecraft. It's got elements of Terraria. It's got some really fun bosses to kill. It's got like Dark Soulsy type combat, except like imagine Dark Souls light. And it just it feels so rewarding to play. It is the only game on Steam to ever have 500,000 concurrent players and still maintain an overwhelmingly positive review score. I've been playing it with my boys, Eric, Jakey, Tyler, others, and it is so much fun. I cannot recommend this game enough, and I felt like we had to talk about it at least briefly because this game is the new hotness and it's taken over Steam right now, and I love it so, so very much. Ooh, the new hotness, you say. Yeah. Also, shout out to Eric, Jakey, and who else was that? <laughs> uh, that's Tyler with an H. Oh my Tyler. God, why can't you people just be named normal names like Alex or something? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so I, I'm really happy that you found this new game. I just hope it's not the new Valorant that literally everyone's like, dude, you gotta play this. Everybody's playing it. And I'm like, who? And then... The second you ask that question, it's like, well, nobody anymore. It's like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, Yeah, this game is nothing like this game is a whole different genre from Valorant. I don't think it'll die that quick. Like, eventually, I think it might like, you know, slow down. But they got some updates. They released a roadmap for like what they're planning to do in the future. And the, the future for this game looks really, really good. I'm pretty stoked. All right. Did you get your fill? Yeah, all right, we can move into the (laughs) less fun stuff for me, but, you know, more fun stuff for you guys. All right, so we're doing this a little differently. Every time we've covered a PlayStation event or an Xbox event or a Nintendo event, we've kind of gone down the list of, like, what was presented in what order. We're doing it differently today. We have three categories called low hype, (laughs) moderate hype, (laughs) and extreme hype. Truth be told, I felt like there was something in this Nintendo Direct for everybody, and that's what I mean by that. Is like, of course there were lows in the show, but there was a lot of things to be excited about too. Um, and we don't want to get to the huge stuff until the very end, so we're gonna start with the low hype. And luckily, none of that even takes a lot, uh, you know, to go through because while well, it's low hype shit. So, are you <laughs> are you boys ready to get deep and dirty into this direct? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start with low hype. Um, The first game we've got here was Miitopia was announced. Now, the interesting thing about Miitopia is I've honestly heard a decent amount of people that are really excited about this game. I am not one of them because Miis <laughs> have not been pertinent to anything Nintendo since the Wii, and you cannot change my mind. Every other yeah, time. I didn't even think that yeah. Miis were a thing anymore. Oh, they are. You can make one on your Switch. Can you? You have to go. Oh, but here, that's news to me. Yeah. Here's how shitty it is, though. You have to go into your settings to make one <laughs> into the system <laughs> settings. That's how little of a shit they give about me's anymore. But they made a game about them. Ex- yeah, exactly. But they made a fucking game about it. So here we are. It's just like, who asked for this? Didn't this hype already die down, though? Because, I mean, you had... A plethora of Wii games like Wii Sports where you could use your me, And then even to Xbox, you had avatars and there was like a world or a kingdom of Keflings and you could use your avatar in those games. Didn't that fate, that fad die like five years ago about putting your face in a digital version of a game? I mean, people's interest in it died down, but I guess Nintendo just didn't get the memo. Maybe it was because it was sent on their online service or something. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. Um, I, I really, I agree. Like this, this game would have been like so great if it had come out maybe when like the Wii was super popular in like what, 2010, 
Like earlier than that, I, I mean, is, yeah, it came yeah, out in like 2007. This, I, I I can't remember years. I barely used my Wii after I got an Xbox, but like this it, this seems like you know too little, too late. I I feel like you needed to release this way sooner if you wanted people to get hyped about it. Oh yeah, definitely agree. All right. Next up, we've got Famicom Detective Club. Okay, truth be told, I have an interest in this game because it reminds me a lot of uh, what's that attorney game like Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright yeah, or Ace something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and those always looked kind of interesting to me. Um, but the reason why I put this in low hype is because I understand that I am an outlier in this situation. Japanese people really were about this game. Nobody in North America gives a shit. Wasn't this the game where, like, the school children get locked in this spooky no, building and then it gets that's, canceled? That's, the, that's, that a whole other, that's a whole other game. Okay, well, they had a lot of anime point-and-click games kind of like yeah. this, so I got yeah, lost. Yeah, if you, if you like JRPGs, then you, this was a direct for you, and if you don't, then this direct was just a bunch of hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting is these, uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, never mind. I don't have much else to really say about this. I mean, it's a Japanese game. It's, and I understand that Nintendo is a Japanese-based company, and that's why I'm willing to give them more leniency when it comes to doing nothing but JRPGs and games like this for the most part, because there's a crowd for that, and I understand that. But hey, if it sells, it sells. If it sells, it sells. But hey, well, you know, like I, I think, like my thing is. If, if this is for you, I'm not taking anything away from you. You know, like if you're excited about Metopia or Famicom Detective Club, like or any of these games, like, you know, that's fine. But really, none of this stuff was for me. Like, I, I did not feel like I was a target audience for any of these games. And that's yeah, fair. but are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you have to you have to be willing to admit when you're the outlier, you know, yeah, and I might be. I've heard a lot of other people share my sentiments, but I'm wondering how many of those people were just depressed at the lack of certain news from this direct, which we can get into later if we want. Yeah, yeah that's a whole that's a whole other concept because there are people who were not disappointed about the amount of content that they showed because I don't think that anybody could say based off of third party titles and first party titles that there wasn't enough content in this direct because there really was. It was a huge 50 minute direct. Yeah, but a lot of the the longest direct we've ever gotten. Honestly, I think there was an hour long one, like one of their first ones. was. I don't remember. But yeah. um, Yeah. Anywho, I think the main complaint is that some of the news was not geared exactly how people wanted. But like I said, we'll get into that all later. These are just our opinions on what hype is assigned to what game. It's really cool that we got this direct. It's really cool to see all these games. If you're happy about some of these games that didn't make our most hype hype list, then, Mm -hmm. you know, we're happy you're happy. (laughs) Continuing on that trend, because here here is the perfect example of how I can show I'm not biased. Low hype, Super Mario stuff and Animal Crossing. Look. Look, 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 look. Animal Crossing was great. I loved Animal Crossing. It's done. Nobody cares anymore. Why are they putting... And listen, hey, even for whoa, those... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Um, uh, GB, our good friend Destiny, I think, just recently discovered Animal Crossing, and she is loving it. So some people are just finding out about Animal Crossing. She must use Internet and... Explorer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, hold on, hold on. She's she's better than Internet Explorer. She's Google Chrome for sure. Okay, but what what's your point? I'm just saying that the, I think the the fad for Animal Crossing has not quite passed like I initially thought it had. I think there's still a pretty big audience of people that uh, are interested in this. Though uh, interested in Animal Crossing, as far as the Mario items, I don't know who really cares. I was going to say as, as far, far as, as Animal Crossing goes, I think it's maintaining an audience. As far as additional content interest. Like this is this is nothing to shake your head about. Like this is there's not much added to the game with this. No gameplay, just cosmetics. Okay, sure, but like, can you really count people who like came into a game late as like a? That's what I was trying to make yeah. with like the point I was <laughs> trying to make with like too. if I came into Mass Effect now and I was like you know 
where's all the hype? This game must not be great because nobody's talking about it anymore. What would you say to that? If you like a game, no matter when you start, you are considered a fan of that game. Because for the example of Mass Effect, I got into Mass Effect well after Andromeda had come and gone out of the spotlight. Okay, we're getting we're <laughs> getting off the rails. Here's the point we are I was off trying to make that y'all decided to pick on. The point I'm trying to make is that Animal Crossing's popularity, while still somewhat there, I guess, is pretty much gone. Can we agree? I agree with that. Okay, I didn't know semantics was such an issue. I will be more careful. And anyway, this yeah, you better check yourself. JP. <laughs> so, yeah, even more like, OK, so let's say you do still give a shit about Animal Crossing. You have spent so much hours terraforming your island. You spent so much hours getting every item exactly perfectly where you want it. And now the Super Mario bullshit comes along and it's like, hey, we need you to rip up your island to make room for all the stuff that you don't need. It's just anybody who's still playing Animal Crossing is not going to do that. It's it's, yeah, it's great if you get into the game right now and already have the Super Mario stuff. But for everybody who's already perfected their island, they're not going to give a shit. Precisely. That's exactly me. Once my island was as good as it could possibly get, I'm like, well, I'm done. Like, What else is there to do? Might as well log on every couple of days to pick fruit and weeds. Uh, my... My thing with this is, like, I feel like they didn't need to announce this in a direct at all. Like, just drop it, you know? Like, just just add it and don't say anything about it. I agree. Yeah, I don't think it needed to take up any fair. time in the direct. But, hey, that's just our opinion. That's ooh, just ooh, our I opinion. Like the next, I like the next game. The, you do? I do like the next game. All right, how about it? Yeah, the next game is Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. I used to love Plants vs. Zombies back in the day and even got into Garden Warfare a little bit. But I'm a little confused because these battlegrounds and these uh, Garden Warfares or Neighborville or whatever, those are primarily online-only games with like a very limited story mission set that's mainly just a tutorial. But what was funny about the Direct was they advertised the extended story mode in single player for this game. I'm like, well, that's LOL because Nintendo can't fucking do multiplayer. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, um, online multiplayer only? Nintendo? Yeah, that's not going to work out. Not at all. In my opinion, I don't think Plants vs. Zombies should have ever become a first-person shooter or third-person shooter. That's not the direction it needed to go. I and, agree. I think ugh. it would have been fun as a shooter if they didn't take a Call of Duty approach to it. Fair enough. Plants vs. Zombies, that's also a fad that came and went a long time ago. So oh, not yeah. much hype for that's that. A, that's a theme you're going to identify in this Nintendo Direct. I think they're using Internet Explorer. <laughs> 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 they just Google popular games click 2010 all right nobody pick up the phone or the internet connection will drop <laughs> that is a dial-up joke baby weren't ex wasn't expecting that man i wonder how many of our listeners out there will get a dial-up reference eh i'm sure my mom will get it <laughs> shout I mean, out to I jb's mom <laughs> there are a lot of millennials that'll get uh, get that one i mean come on we were we were around for that most millennials should get that one. It's Gen Z I'm worried about. All right, so the next game on the list, Knockout City. I'm not going to lie. This game, so what the game is, is it looks like a dodgeball game made by the same, it's mm -hmm. not made by the same people who played Fortnite, but the art style is very Fortnite-esque. I'm not going to lie. This game actually kind of looks like fun, but nobody was talking about it, so I had to put it in the low hype file. Okay, I actually got something to say about this one. I, I agree with you, JP. I think that this game looked like fun, and but then I remembered, oh wait, but Nintendo's gonna be doing the online for it, never mind. Yes. Yeah, that's another online only game. What the hell is up with Nintendo in this Direct? They're really playing a big online game and like a massively multiplayer online game here. I just don't know. I mean, maybe they have plans to implement better online strategies? Probably not. Like, because they've been ignoring everything else that we've been saying they need to do, right? Like, how about a voice chat option? And they're like, or, 
or, or play some shitty NES games. How about a text <laughs> chat option? Only yeah. available in certain games. Eh? 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 They didn't even make good online for fucking uh, Super Smash Bros. If they're not going to do it for Super Smash Bros., they're not going to do it for anything. Yeah, true. But wait, wait, here's my conspiracy tinfoil hat. And I told JP this a couple days ago. Um, That's Aaron. Well, we all know how Buddy Buddy, Nintendo and Xbox have been getting right. Like sharing the games across. Uh, there's right. a game coming up in this in this direct that I'm going to hype up later. That was an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe Microsoft might be sharing some resources, teaching Nintendo how to do some multiplayer stuff. And that's why they're boasting a big game for this direct, because they've been working very closely with Microsoft. Eh. I, I I don't know. That seems like maybe it's feasible, but I just don't see enough information here to make me be like, oh, yeah, that's probably true. Well, when the hell did Nintendo get so confident with multiplayer? They're not. They're they, still yeah, shitting they're- the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you have arguably the most important multiplayer game ever made on your console being Super Smash Brothers, and you can't get it right. <laughs> the game is a masterpiece, but online implementation is doo-doo. Yeah. It's, I don't know. If Nintendo's teaching, or if Microsoft is teaching them, they're not doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. The listeners may agree with me when they hear some of these other big multiplayer games come into the Switch. Microsoft's teaching them, but the Microsoft's also smoking weed the whole time, so no, <laughs> no points are getting across. Microsoft is like the older, bro- the 29-year-old who lives at home just smoking weed, telling their brother conspiracy <laughs> theories, you know? I always wanted to be that brother. <laughs> we don't, dude, we don't have time with for this. Can we? <laughs> We're spending two, okay, okay. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5, who fucking cares? Dude, I looked at this game, nothing. Not a, not a wink. Yeah. Like, we got Ghost of Tsushima. How are you going to top that with Samurai Warriors 5? I don't even think this game is supposed to compete with Ghost of Tsushima, but I just, like... Wasn't this just, like, another one of the hack-and-slash ones? Yeah, this was kind of set up like uh, Hyrule Warriors, I thought, where, you know, it was one versus, like, a hundred or something. You just run around the battlefield slaying people as you go. Fair enough, but I mean, like, the hottest hack and slash is going to be Age of Calamity right now. How are you going to compete with that? That's fair. And to be fair, Age of Calamity's popularity is starting to die down a little bit, too. But the thing about the whole Dynasty Warriors type gameplay is that, like, it's at its most successful when it's based off of a franchise that's already got moderate popularity, like Zelda or Persona. So implementing this newer game, which is not even newer because it's fa- it's the fifth iteration, and I haven't heard of the other four. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have in passing, maybe at like a in a dollar bin or something. Think so? I think so. Like going to any superstore, I think I've seen some Samurai Warriors like three through four in a bin somewhere. Backdoor sluts nine. <laughs> <laughs> Bass Pro Fishing 2009? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, who wants the next one? Tales from the Borderlands. A cool game about five years ago. Yeah, exactly. So why did we put this in low hype, Zar? Um, because it's old and it's really not that exciting. Um, if you're a real big Borderlands person and you really want to know the backstory of Reese from Borderlands 3. Um, this is his backstory. Kind of tells you how Scooter died, why he died, and some of the gap between Borderlands 2 and 3. But like I said, this game came out like three years, maybe four years ago. It might even be older than that, man. Yeah, I mean- it's and like it's a telltale game. They're the ones who did the Walking Dead and the Batman series. So it's just, you know, dialogue choices. How are you going to get out of this situation? And if this de- decision affects whether this person lives or dies towards the end of the game. Right. But I mean, it's cool to see it go to the Switch, considering the Switch has every other Borderlands game. Yeah, that's true. But if you were honestly that invested, like the the amount of overlap between people who love Borderlands and people whose only gaming console is a Nintendo Switch is very, very low. So 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I just don't know who this is for. Yeah. My thing with this is just like, if you're going to have a Telltale game where like choices are supposed to be so important, why would you put a Telltale game in Borderlands? Like, it, it's like a, the story doesn't matter after you beat it, you know, like, no, the story because it you've... plays out a certain way regardless in Borderlands 3. Exactly. Right. So like this story, like even if you make some choices that have some impactful decisions later in the game, like if you're playing the story, it's because you're invested in the Borderlands series and this doesn't have any ripple effects into the next games. So it just it feels like a waste of a Telltale game. And even to that point, the Borderlands story isn't that great anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I, Borderlands aren't Borderlands isn't necessarily known for their great storytelling, but, you know, they they uh they make Fantastic the game so fun and funny. Yeah, you play it for a loot and shoot, not because you're excited to figure out what the hell is going on Pandora. Well, and also it's funny. It's It's got good humor on that. It's also hysterical. Gameplay and the humor. That's why you play Borderlands. Yeah. All right, we've got one more thing in low hype. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Again, it's not that I don't think it's cool. It's just this is like a dollar short you know it, it came out too late nobody cares right now those were xbox original games if i remember right like from yeah. the early 2000s and actually after watching the nintendo direct i realized how stupid i've been all these years and the hayabusa armor from halo 3 is modeled after the main character in the ninja gaiden series whose last name is hayabusa so a oh. big light bulb dinged over my head when I watched the direct. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it was neat, but I'm still not getting this game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, huh, neat. That's, neat. Uh, that's what it that's is. That's how it's it like... relates to Halo 3. I can yeah. die happy now. All right, so that's going to be it for low hype. Next, we've got moderate hype. These are things that are like, you know, you might look up from your phone at this direct. You hear something. You're like, huh, that's interesting. That might even be kind of cool. Maybe I'll pick that up. This list is just as long as the low hype, to be honest. There's very little extreme hype. Most of it was low hype to meet moderate hype, but still hype. Now, Peaches, you haven't gone first. What do you think of this first announcement we got here? Man. I, uh, oh, geez. I might piss Zach off. Yeah, maybe off. I shouldn't have picked you. Maybe that was a I bad idea. I might piss Zach off with this one. Um... <laughs> Someone else go. <laughs> He's Ooh. got snipers. Yeah, be very careful right now with what you say. I am really excited that the characters from Zack's favorite game are coming to his other favorite game. However, <laughs> I did not really care for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And... I, I, I remember when I, I was taking notes on this game when I was playing it because, I you know, sometimes I like to do that just to remember what games are about. And I had a lot of notes like, why is the camera just pointed directly at this character's boobs when she is talking? <laughs> and that was that. OK, so in reference, Peaches is currently talking about the fact that Pyra and Mithra just joined the Smash roster. If you don't know who these two women are, you're not alone because none of us fucking knew either, except for Zach, who wouldn't stop texting us, because apparently they're from Xenoblade Chronicles, which I could not even tell. Yeah, he almost spoiled he the direct me. while you were in class. Yeah, I know. I'm like, hey, please, <laughs> please, nobody say anything. And by the way, that didn't stop me from getting spoilers because, you know, did you get the characters spoiled again? Not the characters, but the only game that I would have been really like, there's only three games I was super excited about in this direct and one of them did get ruined. Oh, that's fair. I'm sure everybody posted about that right after the direct. Oh, yeah. So. Here's the point of view from Zack. Zack is a huge Xenoblade fan, right? So his favorite character, some of his favorite characters from some of his favorite games just got put in another one of his favorite games. Peaches, you summed that up perfectly. But for everybody else, the 99% of people who like Smash but don't give a shit about Xenoblade, this is just more anime swordsmen going into the game. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to make this point. What... The fuck is up with these characters? I was not mad that these two Xenoblade characters got into Smash. Cool. I'm sure they're going to be so fun to play as. But 
How do the hell do you follow up the ultimate anime swordsman who is Sephiroth, Sephiroth. with two much lesser anime swords people? Oh, whoa, don't don't say lesser. Well, piss Zach off. And also these two are equivalent in my eyes because I do not care about Final Fantasy. Well, yeah, but Sephiroth is like the ultimate bad guy. Like he is crossed yep. over into so many game franchises as the final boss. No, yeah, that's exactly right. And they were on such a hot streak for a while, too. Just going out of the blue. We got Joker. We got Banjo-Kazooie. We got fucking Steve from Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's where's Crash Bandicoot? Where's Rayman? We probably won't ever see Sora, but hell, I'd take Spyro the fucking dragon oh, for any more anime swords, people. Fair. Who was that one guy that was really good at Wii boxing, like the, the pre-made guy? Matt? Where is he at? No, Matt does not get to be in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're excited for Pyra and Mithra, good for you. We're not that pumped. In fact, the only reason it's in moderate hype is because of Zack and like, because like there's some Smash people who, Bros. And because it's Smash Bros. Exactly. That's why it's in moderate, to be honest. And yeah, if you're happy Pyra and Mithra are coming to Smash, then we're happy you're happy. They're probably really good. They're probably going to break the game even more. I'm just salty about different reasons. (laughs) All right. So next piece of moderate hype. Fall Guys is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, Another multiplayer game. Yep. You're right. Too little too late. Exactly. Now, to be fair to Fall Guys, it's longevity. Like, its huge player base fell off pretty quickly to a more, like, moderate to low player base, but the player base is still there. So I don't think that Fall Guys coming to the Switch is all for naught. In fact, that's why I think it's moderate hype. But what do you guys think about that? I mean, I still see Jacksepticeye, Dr. Lupo, and Lord Minion. I see all of them playing Fall Guys to this day. Like, I don't think the hype is... I mean, obviously, the hype is not anywhere where it used to be, but it's still got a really good following in many households. This game should have come out for Switch on release. Like seeing like when I saw this was no coming kidding. to Switch, like when I saw this was coming to Switch in my head, I was like, oh, why wasn't it already out for Switch? Because like th- that just rang a bell in my head. Like this is the perfect Switch game. It's everything a Switch game wants to be. Why why is it has it taken this long to get it to the switch? Because multiplayer. Yeah. Because multiplayer. <laughs> yep. But I mean it's it really is the perfect game for the Switch, and it's the perfect game for people who like to play on the Switch. So yeah, it should have been on Switch right away. But like I said, I don't think it's a lost cause to put it on Switch now. Uh it's just not gonna be as effective, but I still might pick it up. Who knows? It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be underestimating Fall Guys. I might be able to get a second life on the Switch. All right, next up, we've got Outer Wilds coming to Nintendo Switch. I don't know anything about Outer Wilds. I understand that it's popular. I just don't know much about the game. Um, I know a smidgen about this. It's been out on Steam for a while. Um, I've been meaning to pick this up, but never pulled the trigger. Um, This game is essentially like, I think they kind of talk about it in the trailer. You know, you're like, the the world keeps blowing up and you're in a time loop and you're trying to find out why the world's blowing up. And so you start back from the beginning every time and you try to get to the end and figure out why why the world keeps blowing up and try to stop it. This sounds like Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it does, yeah, it, basically. It, <laughs> it's got crazy good reviews. I mean, I this was unexpected. I did not see this coming, but I mean, the Switch players got another good, like, I, I guess it's a story game. So, yeah, Switch players got a good story game coming. I suppose so. Woot. Yeah, that's, a, that's about all I got. I, I mean, I would be able to say more if I had actually played it. But, yeah, have fun with this one, guys. Moderate hype. Moderate hype. Uh, next up is a game called Neon White. Now, if I had to give an award in this direct to the best looking art style, um, it would go to Neon White. I don't know what this game is, but all I know is the concept is very cool. You're like a demon that's like in heaven carrying out like execution orders or something or like you're an assassin i think that's a cool concept heaven's fucked up man (laughs) i was watching this game and i was like i don't i don't get it you're flying around you're picking up cards that just 
kill the demons when you pick up the cards. Like, oh yeah, this was one of those card-based combat games. Fuck this game. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> yes, I know, I know. I still no, have Sar doesn't chain tolerate card-based combat. I still no, have chain okay, of memories. I like the Spire. Nightmares. I get it. I really do. But this one looks like it might be a little different. Now, it's certainly <laughs> one of the more talked about games from the Nintendo Direct. Card-based combat. <laughs> I, I, I think that card-based combat is fine in a game like Slay the Spire. Uh, this this kind of card-based combat, I, it didn't appeal to me. But I don't know. Maybe Maybe it'll be better in reality than it looked in that trailer. Could be. All right. Next, uh, next up. <laughs> I don't have anything <laughs> else to say about that. We don't really know much about the game other than it looks cool and it's got card based combat. But I can tell you something that I know Peaches is extremely excited for. Fuck this game. Project Triangle, <laughs> which is the <laughs> sequel to Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Absolutely fuck this game. I saw this and I was like, no, absolutely not. Yes. This game can go yes. straight to hell. No. Nope. Moderate hype my ass. No hype this game. It can Zero go straight hype. to JP's library is where it can go. Yeah, it'll sit there and not get finished. <laughs> Until Come back it's on time Tales for from a the back from the backlogs. Yeah. And then it's like Mass Effect, Red Dead Redemption 2, Project Triangle. Project Triangle. Yeah. So fuck this game. <laughs> if you don't know what Octopath Traveler is, it's like it's a weird game where it's like, you know, you play as eight different characters and different parts of this world who kind of join up to go on their own separate adventures, but can like mutually help each other. I was drawn to it for its fantastic, amazing, incredible art style. Project Triangle seems to be taking like a little bit of a backseat to that game as a quote unquote sequel that's still in like beta phase. So I think I know I'm the outlier. I think that this is going to be somewhat interesting of a game. Feel free to disagree with me. I already know Peaches does. <laughs> Peaches, you okay? I've made my opinion heard on this. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know how I feel right off the bat. Zar, go ahead. I disagree strongly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anybody have anything else to say about Project Triangle? I hope this game gets scrapped. <laughs> it probably won't. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, Hyrule Warriors Expansion Pass. Um, I put this in moderate hype because Hyrule Warriors is still moderately big and people are still getting into it. Um, Hyrule Warriors with its, di you know, Dynasty Warriors type gameplay I found very repetitive and got boring about halfway through the game. In fact, the only reason I finished the game was for the bits and pieces of Zelda story that I got in between it. But I got that story and now I can't imagine going back to that game. I am I the only one who feels that way? Like, do you guys like Dynasty Warriors type gameplay? No, never have. And I'm just a little confused. How much more story can they add? by trying to fill the gap before Breath of the Wild took place. Like, eventually we're gonna know everything that happened. No amount of beating hundreds of enemies over and over and over is going to give us any more morsels of explanation. Well, spoiler alert, Hyrule Warriors kind of confirms, like, uh, what's it called? Like, parallel universe theory or something like that, where, like, different things can happen on different storylines so like because the ending to Hyrule Warriors which I will not give away although very cool kind of fucks the story in Breath of the Wild so I don't know what they were trying to do there so it's possible that the expansion pass is going to add something new to the story that they've established in Hyrule Warriors but I'm not for sure at the very least what I do know is they're going to be adding a lot more of like the uh, challenges you can do and the rewards you can get for doing those challenges but like I said if you're not into Dynasty Warriors type gameplay like and you got bored like I did of the gameplay eh eh I'll wait for Breath of the Wild 2 or the next Legend of Zelda game whichever comes first about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <clears throat> yeah, so like, I figured the only reason people cared about Hyrule Warriors was because it was like directly linked to Breath of the Wild. And like, does Breath of the Wild really have that great of a story? 
I felt like it was intentionally left like a bare bones story because they just they just wanted you to go have fun in the world and like just give you like give you the motivation like hey Ganon's back go beat him here's some stuff you can do that can help you along the way and it was intentionally made like that to encourage exploration exploring the world going and like just having fun in the world that they created having Hyrule warriors add to this the very minimal story that Breath of the Wild has I mean well how many more times can they tell this exact same story Ganon comes back, <laughs> new reiteration of Link and Zelda, use their two parts of the triangle to overpower his other part of the triangle and save the day. The end. Except except Link died and all his friends died. And then you come back a hundred years later with complete amnesia and just start hitting things with sticks until shit makes sense. Yeah, but that's exactly how every other Legend of Zelda game goes. I could name it only one other Zelda game, and I know that's not a great point, but that's, that's Link's <laughs> Awakening starts that way, but I Ocarina know of it's Time not generic, starts that way too. Which one? Ocarina of Time. You don't start with amnesia. Link Your has friends no dead. idea who he is, and he that's finds he's, out that he's the hero of time later. That's because he's stupid, not because he has amnesia. So Link is stupid. I asked this question a few episodes, <laughs> and you said he wasn't. And it all I comes Link, full circle. You said Link's stupid because he doesn't know how to talk. I said that's not the reason why he doesn't know how to talk. I didn't say he wasn't stupid. Stupid people know how to talk. Have you ever been on Twitter? <laughs> I think in Majora's Mask, Link has no idea what the fuck's going on either. I'm telling you, it's just the way he looks. He just looks like he doesn't know what's happening. Or maybe if he's a mute. I love, like, Link gets a voice for two minutes and just bitches everybody the fuck out. Like, y'all are the <laughs> dumbest, most... I can't even deal with you motherfuckers. Why can't you do anything for yourself? Agatha, why am I catching bugs for you? I'm the hero of time! <laughs> Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. And that is why Link doesn't have a voice. Uh, All right. So basically, to sum it up, the Hyrule Warriors expansion. Are we still yeah. on this? Yeah. <laughs> Te technically, we're still on it. Technically, we are. But OK, I put it in moderate hype because I think Hyrule Warriors is still relevant enough to not be considered low hype. But I've already for people who have already beaten the game like me and were only there for Zelda story. I mean, I've got nothing to gain out of playing this expansion pass, you know, and that's coming from a diehard Zelda fan. All right. Next up, we've got Legend of Mana remake. Um, Who wants to take this one? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know any of these fucking games like most of these games <laughs> that's not, that's why I'm not handing any of these off to you I don't know if you've noticed that the one time I did it, it didn't go well Legend of Mana remake <laughs> moving on I mean all I really can say about Legend of Mana remake is I know that this game has a cult following and that's why they've been pushing these mana games so much right it's because there are people that are excited about them which is why I couldn't bring myself to put it in low hype we're just not those people, you know? Yeah. All right. Moving on to the last piece of moderate hype. Physical copy of Hades is coming to Nintendo Switch. Come to think of it, I don't know what my line of reasoning wasn't, you know, was for not putting this in extreme hype because Hades is still very pertinent and it's extremely fun. And I think it deserves to be on the Nintendo Switch. I think Switch owners are going to be very excited to have this game. And well, plus, I it was on the Switch. They're just releasing nope. a physical copy of it. I checked Hades was not on the Switch yet. Oh, and wow. now it's gonna huh. Yeah, and now it's gonna be with a physical copy. So I don't know what their game plan is there. Um but yeah, so that's exciting news. Good you know, if you want to play Hades but you're only gaming on a Switch, you get you can play Hades and have a lot of fun. Collectibles. Nice. Yeah, I know that that's awesome. I mean, it's a great game. Uh, eventually I'll make time for it, and congratulations, Switch people, for another great game coming. I, I mean, I would advise sooner rather than later because Hades really was good. Extreme high. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So funnily enough, um, there's only a couple pieces of extreme hype. So we have yeah. two games that made it to extreme hype. And then the three of us get to talk about one of our favorite things from the event. And also, I just realized that there's a game I forgot to mention that uh, we're going to place in there because it needs to be talked about. So... First things first, let's talk extreme hype. Czar, what did you think of Mario Golf Super Rush? 
Oh my god, I am so excited. Toadstool right? Tour on the GameCube was like one of my favorite games ever, and we haven't gotten another Mario Golf game like since then. Maybe we have, but they were all garbage. Yeah, so we, this we one, have actually. We have. We got one on the 3DS, and it was kind of oh, good, but it's no tool, it's no Toadstool Tour. It's no if I can't tour. swing my controller like a golf club and potentially take out my TV or window or cat, then I'm not having fun. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate that very much. Dude, I can't believe <laughs> we have that in common, Zar. I loved Toadstool Tour. I don't know oh. what it was, but like golf games, except with Mario characters, like, um, yes. What? Yeah, no, like I've played Tiger Woods games and okay, I do frequent Wii Sports Golf with a buddy of mine. That is a good good afternoon of fun. You're but an actual no, golfer too, aren't you? Oh yeah, no, I, I yeah. golf in real life too. IRL. Mm. Yeah. I what is golf. IRL anymore? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, this game looks awesome. Um, there's a lot of really cool features that'll help you line up your shots and hit the best shot, get the best roll and spin. None of that fucking matters because you get to run around the golf course at full speed playing ready golf, hitting your ball as fast as you can, trying to get in the <laughs> hole before everyone else. And that looks like fun. It look, Dude, it looks like so much fun. It looks like so much fun. Honestly, that's the one that got ruined for me, by the way, was my buddy ah. texted me like Mario Golf. I'm like, oh, I would have liked to see that in person. Of all the Mario games that they could have hyped during this direct, golf was something out of left field that I am just thrilled about. All right. So here's my take on Mario Golf. This game actually got me begrudgingly interested in it. When yes. I first saw this, okay. I, I, when I first saw this, I was mad because I was like, if you're going to give me a Mario sport game, give me fucking Mario Strikers back, man. I Who want my Mario soccer? Strikers. <laughs> Bruh, I play Rocket League all the time. It's me. That That's me. I want Mario <laughs> Strikers back. But this game with the speed golf mode looks pretty fun. And like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll figure out how to create a me to go through the story mode for whatever reason. I'm playing as Waluigi. <laughs> that's what I would do. I mean, that's oh, the only can thing. Can we talk about Wario's cowboy outfit? Oh, my God. It lo He looked on fleek, bro. He, he was looking looked good. like a professional golfer. <laughs> well, you're just going to walk by Wario, Wario without saying yeehaw. Yeehaw. Wah. <laughs> yeah in fact if there's anything i have to say negatively it's like the implementation of the me again stop stop trying to make the me work it's not gonna work anymore <laughs> just let me play as luigi nobody cares do story mode i think that'd be way better in fact that I better think be wanted to implement like the story mode where you can like upgrade your character and do that kind of stuff why does this golf game have a story mode just to yeah. do the, the uh, RPG element where you upgrade your character, I'm sure. When did golf become an RPG? <laughs> uh, dude, I'm excited for the RPG elements. It looks like they uh, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. I'm level up my handicap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mario Golf Super Rush. That's awesome. I'm really excited to play that. Um, Splatoon 3, the last thing that they announced in this Direct. I have a weird relationship where I acknowledge very well that Splatoon is one of the most prominent and popular series that Nintendo has right now. I have zero interest in it. <laughs> Same. I mean, much like Knockout City, Dodgeball, a battle royale just isn't fun to me if I'm paintballing or throwing dodgeballs at people. No, I want to pop their fucking skull. So that's that's all I got to say. Are you OK, Zar? Yeah, are you OK? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I asked Zach because I was like, what's the deal with this? Why are they closing the direct with Splatoon 3? I don't understand. And according to Zach, Splatoon is actually pretty popular in Japan. It just never really hit the American audience hmm. as hard as it hit the Japan audience. So in that sense, it makes sense. That was a weird sentence, but um, <laughs> yeah. And that's a, yeah. Uh, so it makes sense in that way, but man, I was disappointed that they closed it with this. Although the console, like the console skin that they are hyping for Splatoon 3 looks really cool. 
Oh yeah, the console specials they do with Splatoon always looks good. I, I'll stand by that with their Cosmo and Wanda controllers. Have you seen those? It's like, no, aren't slick. <laughs> Fairly odd parents. <laughs> but at the same time, even though it is more popular in Japan, it does have moderate hype here in the States, too. I know plenty of people who disagree and love Splatoon. So, you know, you take the ultra extreme hype of Japan and the moderate extreme hype that we have in the States, that equals extreme hype. Extreme! <laughs> All right, I, I can accept that. And plus, like, I guess there's character, like, uh, customization options. That's the biggest thing that I've seen, like, Splatoon fans get super excited about is because I think it was a thing you could do in Splatoon 2, but it was pretty shallow. And hmm. it looks like it's a lot better in Splatoon 3. Interesting. All right. We've gone through most of the stuff. Um, obviously, if you watch the direct, we're missing a couple things, and that's because we have a big hype up section to do now of our favorite things. Czar, you want to go first? Yeah, we got a big hype up to do with not a lot of time, so let's go. All right, so the game I am hyping up from this Nintendo Direct is Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse. And so this is all coming from Wikipedia, but Stubbs is a third-person action video game developed by Wide Load Games and published by Aspire Media, released October 18th, 2005 for the Xbox, became available on the Xbox Live Marketplace as an Xbox original on the 360 in like 2008, but was removed in 2012 due to other technical difficulties, which is very pertinent to me because all the way back in 2005, I really wanted this game, but I didn't have an Xbox. I was still gaming on the N64. So many years later, I finally got the chance to play it by downloading it from the Xbox 360, and I freaking loved it. It's so cool. But then one day I woke up, and even though I paid like 15 bucks for it, poof, it was gone. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I paid money for this game, and they took it away from me, and I'm so mad. <laughs> so I'm pretty hyped for this, and... Although I have tried so hard to get a physical copy because I still have my Xbox One or my Xbox original and my Xbox 360, so I can play it. But every time I look, a physical copy runs anywhere from $70 to $250. So that was a no-go. Anywho, this game takes place in 1959. And as a little backstory, this guy, Edward Stubfield, known as Stubbs, was a poor traveling salesman uh, during the Great Depression in like 1933. Tried to make a living and he temporarily finds happiness with a girl named Maggie Monday, but meets an unfortunate end when Maggie's father, Otis, comes home, kills him and dumps his body in the wilderness. Then yeah, 26. Yeah, right. Why, why not? OK, yeah, no, I get why this is a bizarre game. I understand that. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, then 26 years later, the city of Punchbowl, Pennsylvania was founded by multi-billionaire playboy industrialist Andrew Monday, your love interest's son. And he built the town on top of your not-so-final resting place. So at the town's opening ceremony in 1959, you rise from your grave as a zombie and decide to get revenge by eating all of the brains you can find. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And so, like, the things I'm really hyped about that you should be hyped about and get this game is, I mean, you play as a zombie. Your goal? Eat brains. Duh. Oh, and dance. There's a lot of dancing, too. Yeah, why not? Of course there is. <laughs> why not? Just throw... Why wouldn't there be, right? It's really cool, though, because the music is very much styled to, like, Fallout-era music, so it's 50s-style music. So I think okay. one of the dance numbers is, like, Mr. Sandman or, like, Lollipop. You know, that whole Lollipop song? I can't do it because copyright. Yeah, I used to work in a candy store. I heard it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aware of the Lollipop song. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Every human that you kill in this game will come back as a zombified alley, and every human that they kill will also become a zombified ally, which also includes some awesome zombie-style gameplay, which is throwing your severed hand at an enemy to control them, which I don't know how that works, but it's like Ratatouille, I guess, so whatever. Um, <laughs> you can make your zombie minions do all the work, so, like, think Pikmin, but with more cannibalism. 
like lots and lots of cannibalism. <laughs> right, of course. Why, uh, why not? And you could use your intestines as grenades, fart to distract enemies to make brain munching easier, and bowl with your own head. How is that not charming? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm exactly the same amount of hyped about this game. And it is remastered, so that kind of leads me to the cons. Being remastered, that treatment didn't help destroy all humans, like at all. So since it's like 16 years old, it's still probably gonna look really ugly. The controls are gonna be very primitive and the voice acting is gonna be exactly the same. But hey, that's nostalgia for you. And I mean, with that in mind, it's obviously a dated game. The box art boasts that it's made with the Halo engine. And now that's Halo 1's engine. Not any other Halo, hmm. just the first. <laughs> that's pretty dated. Uh... Uh, yeah, sounds sounds pretty old. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's very old. It's not gonna play well. But that, like I said, that's nostalgia. And the last thing that people are not gonna enjoy about this game is, well, aside from being primitive, not a lot of people usually agree with playing cannibalism for fun. Like it's very grotesque, not safe for work. You you munch into skulls pretty hard. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my pros and cons for this game. I'm so hyped about it. I am going to get this game day one, probably for my Xbox, probably for my Switch, probably for my PC, because it hopefully won't be $70 or 60. I'm hoping it'll be around 30. But yeah, I'm hyped. You should be hyped. Get this game. All right. Well, so much for a brief review. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you got to cannibalism, and I'm just like, oh, God, and farting on people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, it's a very important game mechanic. <laughs> Flatulence is key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, as for me, I think this is pretty obvious if you know anything about me. Obviously, I'm a huge Zelda fan. And that's why at first, when our boy Miyamoto showed up on screen and said, we've got nothing for Breath of the Wild 2, I'm so sorry. I was like, um, why did you even come here? Who invited you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, it would have been funnier if they just ended it like that. Like, they, uh, But anyway, no. So he knew that he was about to disappoint a lot of fans. But then, 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 then he came back with something big. Skyward Sword, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which was originally made for that stupid Wii U console that nobody bought, is getting a Nintendo Switch port. This is important. Skyward Sword, although it gets shit on a lot by a lot of people in the quote-unquote Zelda fandom, it's like, you know, there's no real reason they ever have for disliking this game so much. Skyward Sword is a fantastic Zelda game, and if you follow anything with the Hyrule Historia, it's a very, very early Zelda game. I think it's technically the first in like the yeah, Zelda it's timeline. The, it's the first in the Zelda lineage. Yeah, so, you know, and this is like directly before Breath of the Wild. Like the, a lot of Breath of the Wild's mechanics came from Skyward Sword, and it's very visible. So, like, if you like Breath of the Wild, but honestly, you would like a little more of that Zelda, like, feeling in the game, Skyward Sword's the game for you, okay? I am so unbelievably ecstatic that this is getting supported over to the Switch. I'm buying it day one. I don't have a ton to say about Skyward Sword. Uh, Instead of, like, on the ground, you're in this town called Skyloft, which is the town above the clouds, and you ride on these cute little birds to get where you're going. There's this guy named Bruce. He's fucking hysterical. Just go buy the game. Just go play it. It's a Zelda game. Like Zar said, you played one Zelda game, you played them all. It's a Zelda game. Go buy it. I know you will. They did. They did optimize the game, too, for switch control. So you can play with motion and you can also play with joystick. But if you play with the joystick, the combat's going to be exactly like grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like the Skyward Sword, like if I heard one thing that was the biggest complaint is that people hated the motion controls. It's going to be pretty good with the Joy-Cons because it was honestly pretty good with the Switch controls. I I liked the gimmick of, you know, move your uh, 
Wiimote around for the sword and your nunchuck around for the shield. I liked that gimmick. I had a good time doing that. I understand not everybody did, but shut up and go get some exercise. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't just about Skyward Sword, though. Along with this amazing port, we are also getting a very special set of Joy-Cons that are coming along with that, and they are gorgeous people. They're going to be available the same day as Skyward Sword HD, which is going to be sometime mid-July, and it's going to complete a lot of people's Zelda collection for the Switch. They look really good. I know for a fact that I'm picking them up. Go see a picture of them. Beautiful. Gorgeous. 10 out of 10. Outstanding. Also very expensive. Yeah. Also very expensive, but so is everything Nintendo does. What's new here? Yeah. (laughs) What's new? I mean, it's just like... So what was it? $70, $80 for a controller that barely works? For a new set of Joy-Cons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about a full price game. Yeah, the Joy-Cons have a lot of good tech in them. And I mean, the fact that there's, you know, they can slap limited edition on these things is going to make the price boost a little bit. But I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm buying them. Yeah, they, they look nice. I'll give them that. All right. So I mentioned that before that there's a game I forgot to put in here. And you might be asking, what game and in which one of these categories does it go in? Well, guys, it doesn't go in any of these categories. It goes in the cringe as fuck category. DC (laughs) Superheroes Girls. Oh, why? Why did you have to bring that up? We could have gone this whole episode without mentioning that. Because you're a huge DC fan and I want your opinion. Because I love you, Zar. You're my friend. (laughs) Oh, don't make me relive it. Don't make I, me. Oh, I, I'm being that guy right now. Oh my god, it was so bubblegum poppy and so non-canical that it hurt my brain. Yeah. None of these iconic characters ever went to the same school. They're not the same age. Most of them didn't even don a costume before they were like 25. None of this makes sense. It's just too bubblegummy and sweet. Oh, I think I just had an aneurysm. All right, all right, all right. Let's, I'm going to take a step back here. I guess I got the hot take. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be getting this game, but clearly I was not the target audience for this game. I think this is a game that's really targeted at kids. And like, we were not supposed to look at this game and be like, oh boy. DC superhero girls. Um, news, wow. Uh, Newsflash. All of these are for kids. We're not the target audience for any of this. We're talking about yeah, a console no, for think, children. I think I think uh, the JRPGs definitely like, especially the, the, the JRPGs was like a murder mystery thing. Uh, like, uh, that's uh, OK. You know what? That's a fair point. But most of these, even then, you're talking like PG. But yes, a lot, a lot of these are. Yeah, definitely like more targeted at kids. But I think this one was specifically targeted at young children. The the one thing that kind of irked me, I guess, is that like it, it's, you know, focusing specifically on girl superheroes. And it's like you're a girl superhero and you have these powers. But also you can go shopping and take selfies because we know that's what you girls really want to do. You don't want to be a strong, powerful, like female superhero, right? You just want to take selfies and go shopping. Yeah, that, that just it struck me the wrong way. Yeah, it struck me the wrong way, too. Um like, I don't think that's that's necessarily exactly what people wanted. Like, how is that character building to be a badass superhero? But let's go shopping with my tiny dog in a purse. Bark, bark. That's that's not affirming at all. It's it. I mean, I'm obviously not a woman, so I don't really have too much say to right, stand yeah, on. Yeah. This. I, I, but, I can't speak much on what the what. what. Anything no. regarding women. But, I can oh. speak zero on that. Yeah, yeah that's but true. But like there's to two me, audiences, it seemed right? Offensive. Like it, it seemed just a tad bit offensive and um, I wouldn't say stereotypical, but like very dated in what yeah. people think that girls want. Uh, can we end this episode? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Zara. I wasn't going to get away with you not talking about that because that was the there were times where I wasn't excited, obviously, with the low hype. But there's only one time where I was like, I don't want to watch this right now. Well, the worst part was I was watching it live, so I couldn't skip it. Oh, I didn't skip it. I'm a sadist, baby. I sat through it. (laughs) 
I feel like there's one game we didn't really talk about that we couldn't put in a category also that was uh, Star Wars Hunters, but they all they show, did was show us a trailer and tell us that it's a third-person shooter, and they were like, all right, moving on. We got We got other things to get to. Yeah, no information on that. Yeah, like, wow, for a Star Wars game, you're just going to do us like that? Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think that pretty much sums up my thoughts on the whole direct. Third-rate duelist, fourth-rate deck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, boys, we're running pretty short on time here, so let's say we get out of here. Yeah, this has gone on for a while. Um, We've got some upcoming games. I'll just fire them off to get us the hell out of here. February 25th, uh, we've got Ghost and Goblins Resurrection coming to the Nintendo Switch, and we've got Hellpoint coming to the Nintendo Switch. On February 26th, we've got Bravely Default 2, and we've got Retromania Wrestling for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Extreme! So I know you put like Retromania, JK, I don't know shit about this game as the hype up peaches, <laughs> and I appreciate the joke. But I think there is something to say about Bra- Bravely Default 2. I don't know what the hell this game is, right? But like Switch owners have been hyping it up for like two years now talking about this. So if you're looking for something different, that might be worth taking a look into. I mean, like I said, none of us know shit about this game. But if we're going to hype up something, I feel like I've heard the most about Bravely Default 2. But Retromania Wrestling might have uh, John Cena, and then you can John put the John Cena. Cena. Yeah, then you can put the soundbite right here, or not. And I then can't. Just make me look silly. No, I can't legally. Yeah, or not, and then you just made somebody buy an awful game because they're a John Cena fan. <laughs> and I can't legally put his intro. Fair. I know, but I can sing it really terribly. Do do do. Just use that. Can that just be the closing of the episode, JP doing that and none of us say anything? (laughs) I love that idea. I love that idea. Put that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Um, That is going to do it for this episode. Um, You know, like I said, I feel like there was something in that Nintendo Direct for everybody. That's why I gave it the grade of like an A-, but at the same time, like for a lot of people that just aren't that big in a Nintendo in the first place, Maybe with a few exceptions of a few titles they like. Obviously, they're going to be more disappointed by that direct, i.e. Peaches. <laughs> Lols. But for the first direct in o- over 500 days, I'll give it a not bad. It gets a not bad. There you go. Yeah, not bad. Peaches. Man. <laughs> man. I was so I was. So, uh, this is the first direct I actually watched and I was just like, come on, man. Where's the hype? <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode, boys. We've got a very exciting episode on Saturday to celebrate our birthday. Woo! All right, stick around for that. We're not going to give much away. We're not going to give much away because we want it to be a surprise, but it's going to be a great episode. Make sure you see it on Saturday. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Later. Do-do-do-do. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.